We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 539 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Dane Hilton, and we've got to review the 3-2 victory over Almeria. A lot of the same ideas that you've been seeing the last few weeks as Barcelona continue to struggle, to suffer, to figure out how to get three points against even the bottom of the table in the Liga and even at home. During the holidays, always a great time, but all year round, I always appreciate people subscribing, joining the Patreon, getting something from the merch store, or even giving a nice little rating on the podcast apps. That's how you can help me at the end of 2023 and into 2024. But there is still more content to go before we hit 2024. So let's recap at least the last match review. Not sure I'm going to do any match review about that Club America friendly tomorrow night, even if I can get a chance to see it. But either way, this is not the last you'll see me before the holidays. So let's jump in. The five headlines from Barcelona's 3-2 win over Almeria. Headline one is more worried about top four. Unfortunately, I think this is going to be the way things are going to go for Barcelona and for Kules throughout the rest of this year. That it's going to be a bigger fear that Athletic Club or Real Sociedad or Real Betis is pretty far in seventh. But those three clubs catch Barcelona for fourth. I think it's much more likely than Barcelona making up the what could be nine if Girona beat Real Betis and what could be seven if Real Madrid beat Alaves tomorrow. And even if those are two upsets, Barcelona is still six and four points behind Girona and Real Madrid if those two teams pick up their second loss of the season, which I don't think is very likely. For Barcelona, this was a must-win situation against Ameria. It had been three games in a row without winning, and you kept hearing that, that the last time that it was four in a row without a win was the trouble with Pep Guardiola, but that is an entirely different story. Not only was it a different circumstance, but that was near the beginning of their season, so it really wasn't the team that wound up winning those troubles late on. Because even those four in a row without a win, they still drew some of those, picked up some points, and were able to stay alive in the competitions, where, yeah, down by nine potentially tomorrow to Girona, I'm not sure if Barcelona really is in that title race anymore. And Xavi's comments after the game, even after a win, were unlike the things he usually says, trying to find optimism and kind of stand by his players. He said that this Barcelona is not the one of 2010. That this is a team that doesn't have the top talent that 2010 had. So they have to do what I've been saying they have to do, and that's make their own luck. If the luck isn't coming through the football, they're not playing this beautiful game. Xavi admitted that. It needs to come through their intensity and desire to win the three points. 
And it's so tough, too, because it seems like every time Barcelona are trying to get back on the right track, sure, Frankie de Jong getting a yellow card in the last match and missing this one wasn't great for continuity. But another Pedri injury where he's going to be out you hope that he's back for Las Palmas in January, but it might be even the game after that. So with Pedri picking up another injury to the exact same hamstring that he keeps missing games for, it does feel like Xavi has less and less answers unless he's really going to trust 16 and 17-year-olds who haven't even made their debut for the first team yet. Headline two is mounting pressure because the players on the field and those that started, you could feel from the opening whistle that they knew that they had to get a positive result. That for all the negativity and criticism they've been receiving, obviously you're the first team to lose to Almeria in the league this season. That would be the end of you in the press. And to me, Barcelona looked a bit tight when they started the game. Jao Felix too high on the free kick that probably should have been a cross instead of a shot on goal from that distance and angle. And I have found with these many chances that Barcelona creates, you see a lot more hero ball than you would if this team was clicking and finding itself in... People have mentioned Obama Yang, but yeah, the side when Obama Yang joined in January of 2021, it did feel like that team was a greater sum of its parts in a way that this team truly does feel like individuals. And I know it's just a free kick, but that kind of summed it all up to me. There was a little nice give and go with Shao Felix and Gundogan to create the first corner kick. Roberto was wide open. I mean, wide open here on this header. But Maximiano makes a save on the Roberto header. But hey, it was a promising science to start for Barca. 11th minute, the first counter of the game for Barca. Cancelo misplays a pass for Rafinha that breaks it down. But at that point, Barca had a chance in all the different variations. A cross, a corner, a free kick, open play combination, a long shot for Cancelo. More chances were surely to come. But you felt that Barcelona, even though they had the ability to create those chances, I don't know, there was something in me that said... Is this going to truly be more of the same? And if I was feeling that at home on my couch watching this game, I can't imagine what those players in that stadium were feeling, even 11 minutes in. Ramazani soon after that was unfortunate not to make Araujo pay for misplaying a ball. Christensen rescues Araujo, and that was his first mistake in the game. Put a pin in that because it wouldn't be the last. 16th minute, compliment for Araujo, a good long diagonal from him. And it was the kind of game where you get your match practice in, in delivering those long diagonals. A lot more space against Amario, who's backline. We've seen it in the Liga this season. They've allowed 42 goals, which is a huge number. No team has more than 30, with the exception of Granada, who've also shipped 40. And those two, that being Granada and Amaria, the way things are going, are the two teams going down. Let's talk Lewandowski now. First half, I think he really struggled. Second half was much better, which I'll get to. But in the first half, I thought he was much more stationary than usual. But that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. He didn't touch the ball much at all, dropping in for the first time in the 18th minute. He did try to score with his bum on a cross in that created a bit of memes and people were laughing at him and it was something. But I actually thought Lewandowski in a more stationary position against a team like Almeria just continued to be a threat up there. Almeria were trying to throw a lot of bodies behind the ball. And I thought the real issue for Barca wasn't Lewandowski getting involved and not getting involved in the first half. I thought it was Roberto, Gundogan, and Fermi Lopez not being as involved as you would have liked. There was lots of space and it was easy to bypass Almeria out wide, but it didn't lead to the best chances. I'd much rather Barca play through them, but I know it's easier said than done, but it's a lot easier if you're moving the ball. The ball was not moving fast enough in that first half, and the wingers weren't going 1v1, but they weren't even combining inside. They were just left on these islands, and nothing was happening. So nothing was coming through. And when I say wingers, I'm talking about Balde on one side and Rafinha on the other because Jao Felix was dropping in. But again, except for that one combination that I brought up with Gundogan, Jao Felix was in the position to receive between the lines. So was Fermi Lopez, but they weren't receiving the ball, and it seemed like Barcelona weren't looking to use that to get through. This one-touch stuff through the middle that unlocks these low blocks, my concern with this team is, and this has been the issue, 
a player playing for Barcelona, we feel like they intrinsically have that one touch. You don't play for Barcelona unless you quote unquote fit the mold. But my concern is that there's way too many players that, sure, their highlight reels and compilation reels show you that they have one touch and beautiful technical skill. But then in actual game action, how often do we see these Barcelona players, as in the ones in this squad, play one time onto a teammate? A pass, a through ball that continues them in their path. I feel like there's one or two times from every player in a game, but it's just not enough and it's not in combination. That pressure continued to mount as halftime neared. The first bit of sustained possession for Amerida was in the 29th minute, and that's when you started to hear the jeers around Montjuic. That's when the pressure began to mount for the Barca players, and you just felt at 0-0 that game was getting ever more tenuous. Headline three is Sergio Allegre's work. He is Xavi's assistant coach in charge of the set pieces, and he made his money's worth today. The first goal for Barcelona comes on the corner. Gundogan delivers the outswinger, and Araujo gets his head to it, forcing the keeper save, and Rafinha was there to smash the rebound for the opener. It was interesting to me, too, that Rafinha and Gundogan were both delivering outswinging corner kicks, and they did change it up sometimes. Rafinha would go to the other side with the in-swinger. And if you know you're going to have a lot of corners in the game, those little variations can unsettle a defense. And of course, Ameria against corners were prepared to let in the goals. So as I said, Araujo getting his head to it, forcing the keeper save, and Rafinha was there to smash the rebound for the opener. Simple stuff from the set-piece too, and that's how it should be on those set-piece goals. Really simple. It should have been 2-0, though, in the 38th minute when Barca got a takeaway high on the press, and Lewandowski took too many touches to set up his shot, and Maximiano saved it. Maximiano had a good day the Ameria goalkeeper, but Barcelona, I think, also made him look better than he should have been. Before I talk about the negative, I do want to fast forward to the 2-1 because there were lots of corners for Barca in the game, 12 to be exact, while Ameria had zero. And of course, the second goal for Barcelona also comes on the corner. It's Rafinha outswinger this time. Roberto to the near post with the flick on, a perfect deflection, finds the back of the net. The second goal also coming on the 22nd shot of the game at that point and ninth shot on target for Barcelona. It was terrible defending by Ameria, but this is an actually an instance of Barcelona making their own luck. Yes, if you have that many chances, you are bound to get some home, but that's not even true. It was possible in recent weeks that they didn't make their own luck, didn't score the goals. You have to score the goals, and good on Sergio Roberto for being the guy to step up and get that 2-1 when he felt like at 1-1, this Barcelona team was very, very tight and really feeling the weight of all those expectations. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you think of great duos, who do you think of? Jordan and Pippen or LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I mean, I talk about basketball a lot here on this podcast, but for the Barcelona version, there's PK and Puyol or PK and Mascherano or the easy example of Xavi and Iniesta. 
And as you can hear from my voice, the perfect teammates aren't just professional athletes. It's cold season. I guess the flu and cold medicine, perfect teammates as well. But in this case, when it comes to growing your business, that's you and Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. To be honest, I've been doing this show long enough. And as I mentioned, it's cold and flu season. You hear it in my voice, especially during the holiday season. So whenever it comes to this business, anything that I can set up and kind of have working in the background that I know and can trust is just plugging along without my attention. Those are the things that I really value at this point. So when my brain is foggy and all I can do is manage to turn on the microphone, talk to the guest, or just talk to myself and get out a piece of content, everything else, having that all automated or working in the background, that's been important to keeping me sane. And that's the thing about something like Shopify. What I do love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So no matter how big or small, how good of a month or how bad of a month, things are just the same working in the background. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs on every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tbpod, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash tbpod now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash tbpod. Headline four is chaos at the back because there's no excuse though for playing this poorly. As a professional, we do expect them to get their head right, be able to focus and do the job. To use that pressure to motivate themselves, we saw Rafinha with his celebration and the criticism he's had. And I do credit Rafinha with having a really good response to that. Don't wilt. Rise to the occasion. And even if you feel like your own fans are against you, then you got to stick it to them. Let them know. You know they expect high things of you, and they'll praise you when you reach that level. But at the 1-1, the fans were totally against the team, of course. Because in the 41st minute, Leo Batista was so close to being offside for the equalizer, but he was onside. Araujo's left foot was there, and it almost can't be reiterated enough. That goal felt like rock bottom for the season. Honestly, I guess so did Royal Antwerp because they shouldn't have lost that game either. But this is Almeria, and Almeria is a different class of yikes this season than Royal Antwerp is. And it was another mistake from Araujo, who is going through his worst form since being called up to the first team. I look back, and even though his first few months in the team, I mean, he started with a red card, of course, but his first few months in the team, you kind of didn't know who he was going to be. But this is the longest stretch. It's been, what, five matches in a row where I've had some kind of note. And I said, that's a mistake from Araujo. That's a mistake from Araujo. That's something that he could have done better. I didn't think he was quick to it. It does coincide with him breaking his jaw, but it's now been three weeks of lesser than standard performances from him. And it's not a matter of piling on Araujo. It's saying that I have a very high standard. I can't call him one of the top five center backs in the world if he's been bad for almost a month. You have to be consistently great. And I know Araujo wants to be better than this. And so I'm hoping that that Christmas break of all the players that I hope improve, of course, the forwards especially, I hope Araujo gets himself right in that time as well. That goal wasn't just Araujo either. There was a misplay on the clearance and Gundogan also didn't track because he thought Baptiste Dow was offside. And Gundogan is also likely not going to catch a forward in a 1v1 race where he's three yards behind him. But Baptiste Dow is also not the fastest, so I would at least like to see if Gundogan had followed him. 
That goal also brings up bigger concerns about this high line. It is not working in recent games. And I know it's the way that the best teams with the highest possession want to play in world football with that high line. It's how you keep up that pressure. But Barcelona's pressure with that trident up top, whatever the forward threes are, since Barcelona got away from that four midfield set, isn't good enough. The pressure up top is not preventing other teams from working through and getting on the counter. So something is fundamentally broken this season about that high line. It's been also much worse since Ter Stegen went down. Inaki Payton has been good in net, but he may not have the same command of the players in front of him that Ter Stegen does. Going into half at 1-1, it means that Barcelona are now tied or trailing at halftime in six of the last seven La Liga games. Yeah, that's not necessarily La Liga winning numbers. At halftime, Xavi doesn't do it often, but he makes big changes because he had to. You just felt more pressure in this match than we've seen all season. Ferran Torres on for João Felix, Koundé on for Christensen, and Torres immediately makes a run in behind, immediately is a difference maker. And I very much, if not for the goal score on the third goal, would have made Ferran Torres and the difference he made when he came on at halftime one of these five headlines because the immediate run that he delivers was one we did not see from João Felix in 45 minutes. Shortly thereafter, Torres and Lewandowski combined for a chance, but Torres can't get a good touch on it, but still. Torres also a moment later right at the keeper and a real difference maker. Three chances in three minutes, coming out for halftime, giving really good energy. And going back to Xavi's post-game presser, sometimes all you need is a bit of energy, is a little bit of life. And Ferran Torres, fortunately for Barcelona, provided that. But then within the next five minutes, the pace completely slowed down again. And Barcelona were again fortunate. Ramazzani really close to being onside. Two sloppy passes from Cancelo as well. And just amateur mistakes. As good as Cancelo is, being really the only player on Barcelona who consistently can go past somebody 1v1, truly. Looking at Balde and Jao Felix and Rafinha and even Lamine Mall for the last few weeks, Cancelo was about it. The one guy who can deliver that final ball after getting past the man. But he also makes those big, big mistakes. He was sloppy at the back today and created a few more headaches for the defense than needed. 63rd minute, Lewandowski also has another shot saved by the keeper, but better in transition for Barcelona. And I thought Lewandowski was much better in the second half, especially in transition, finding the space he needed to to either continue that ball working along. And you got a sense that Lewandowski was going to more likely pick up an assist in the game, which obviously he does with their goal, than he was actually going to get a goal himself. 68th minute, Oro Romeo on for Fermin Lopez and didn't really help Barcelona with any continuity. Didn't really help Barcelona defensively either, which unfortunately, Oro Romeo is completely lost, devoid of confidence as a Barcelona player. Unfortunate, because again, I really believed who he was at Girona would fit really well into Barcelona, but he's an entirely different player in terms of confidence. 71st minute, 2-2 comes for Almeria. The free kick delivered by Arribas. And why did Iñaki Pena come out to that? I mean, I guess he should have. But then why did Araujo not get called off? Did Pena not call him off? Did Araujo just not hear him? Did he ignore him? What was the issue? I know we're never going to hear the answer, but the blame for this goal surely rests with Araujo and Pena. I don't know how to differentiate who deserves the blame, but these two, just terrible. Falls right to Edgar Gonzalez for an easy finish. With that goal, it's now 21 goals conceded this season, and that is now more than the 20 in total they conceded last season when they won the title. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Headline five is Captain My Captain. Let's finish at least on a good note. 76th minute, Rafinha out for Lamine Yamal. 78th minute, impossible miss from Gundogan. Kinsella puts it in. Lewandowski sells out at the back post, and Gundogan can't flick it into the empty net. I mean, you really felt the air out of the building because that was the moment you're like, oh no, is this going to be a draw? Are they going to drop two points at home to a team that has not won in the Liga? But fortunately, 83rd minute, the third goal comes on a change of pace. Barcelona moving the ball slowly. Gundogan received the ball with his back to net and changed direction really quickly, initially getting between the lines with the pass and then dribbling himself at the back line. So as they're retreating, Lewandowski drops in and Amaria leaves a ton of space for Roberto making the run into the half space and there's a good finish for the captain. Sergio Roberto now has the same number of goals, that's three in the Liga this season, as Rafinha, Zal Felix, and Ferran Torres. And, you know, I've been getting some pushback, too, for criticizing Sergio Roberto when people feel like he doesn't necessarily deserve criticism. But I don't know. I feel like the other times I've seen him this season, he was deserving criticism. And why you're not hearing criticism from me today. I had an issue with the way that Barcelona structurally were set up and bypassing their midfield. So I don't really discredit Gundogan and Fermi Lopez and Roberto for not being as involved as I would have liked to seen. But yeah, it took a brace for me to give him a compliment. But I also thought Sergio Roberto was not only good in this game, but great in this game doing the things that a captain needs to do. Maybe not defensively, maybe not with the structure of the team, but getting forward and scoring important goals, that in itself is as simple as the game can be. To be a leader in that instance and to win your team three points when they really, really need a leader. They need a guy with a captain's armband to step up, and Sergio Roberto did that. So I have nothing but overwhelming compliments for Sergio Roberto today. 87th minute, had to give him flack for the goal, but it was a huge save from Inaki Pena, almost making his money back. Another free kick. Baba heads it down as Ordo Romeo doesn't stay with him, but Pena gets the save going down to his left. It's a phenomenal save. Late yellow for Araujo too. Another poor decision and touch. As I said, I don't know what got into him, but I hope it gets out. And I'll repeat it again for the people in the back. I have praised and almost nothing but praised Araujo as one of the best center backs in world football for a while now. I've said the things I want him to improve with his passing and breaking through lines with the ball on the ground. I like when he gets forward and dribbles a bit, and then other times he doesn't, and he doesn't see that space. And I do think he's still Barcelona's best defender and most important defender. But just like Koundé before him, and Christensen at times, and Inigo Martinez when he deserves it, Araujo is out of form at the moment, and Barcelona are not going to go very far in this Liga race if Araujo doesn't get back to his best. To cap this one off, it is a shame that Roberto... Did have those two chances for the hat trick. One hit the crossbar, and his hat trick would have been fun. But at the moment he hit the crossbar, I was considering that the fourth was the real priority, as in Barcelona needed a fourth goal because Imeria was going to come down, and it was more likely they were going to score the 3-3. And Barcelona would need four goals to put away Imeria, which I don't know if that statement doesn't sum it up for you, but I think it does. So let's move on from this one. There's still a podcast that I'm planning to come out with. Likely tomorrow, it's going to be a listener question show. So if you got a listener question, go to the Facebook group or join Discord and drop your question in there. And if you're a Patreon, message me your question. And as a Patreon, you're guaranteed to have it answered. And I do have some fun stuff coming out starting the day after Christmas. And if you don't want to miss that stuff, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. So that's going to be just on the YouTube. It's much shorter content. So again, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss all that. And as always, until next time, for tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.